Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Music of Life Church podcast. We are going to discuss the Isaiah 64-6 episode. If you haven't heard it, please give it a listen. We're going to help you understand how to interact with a person who holds the man-made traditional view of what we covered in the What the Flock episode. I'm Jonathan Fries here with Joel Swakowski. Joel, can you remind us of the verse of this episode? Isaiah 64-6, but we are all as an unclean thing, and all our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. And we all do fade as a leaf, and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. What are your initial thoughts on the episode? This verse, I, I totally understand why people take this the way they do more often than not, because if I don't understand the difference between the salvation and reward models, this is massively confusing. And it just makes sense to say, yeah, I guess we're just filthy. Right. You need the you need the models, the two models side by side to bring in the comparison, because it really is like the thing I learned through this is this isn't so much about the defining our righteousness as filthy as much as it is trying to help us feel great about the righteousness that God offers that leads to salvation. That's really what this is about. It's like God is perceiving, making us aware of this fact in order to encourage us about the future. Imagine yeah. that. Uh, imagine that. Yeah. And it is so much clear, like, I can see the confusion of big R righteousness, God's yep. righteousness, and little r righteousness, our works. And those have, and you're absolutely right, having those two models totally sorts everything out. Yeah, it does. And if it we don't have that, it's like, n n none is righteous. Well, none is righteous in salvation you yeah. can't earn it you can't do that but then it says our righteousness yep. and it's like wait a minute if no one's righteous then how can you say our righteousness contradiction the bible makes no sense in his flesh lies no good thing right in his flesh in his flesh right, right. there's those yep. little things we're comparing it's so what's really cool not only i mean not only does the salvation and reward models help us understand this verse the way it's meant to be understood, mm -hmm. we misunderstand Jesus's entire ministry if we don't have these two models understood. That's right. Because what we learned in the salvation and reward episodes from those previous seasons, Jesus came with two messages, how to get, how to get saved and how to get reward. And so much damage and man-made tradition has seeped into people's understanding or lack of understanding of God's word because those models have been lumped. Yep. So it is, it's like, are we talking about a salvation issue or are we talking about a reward issue? Right. Is very like a very clean way to get down to a lot of issues. Sure are we is. talking about someone's salvation or someone's reward the justice you know is this a is this a right issue or is this a just issue right yeah and it's going to be one of those two issues as big picture as you get 
it's going to be, it's either a right yeah. issue or a just issue. Every conflict's going to come back down to that, right? Eventually. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Can you give us an overview of the damage done with this episode's verse? Yeah. Uh, well, we've seen the salvation and reward doctrine are damaged and really getting the resolution over these two separate messages brings a lot of clarity, but also we've seen that pride is an issue. Mm -hmm. This belief that I'm in need of nothing, that I'm not able to consider another perspective that now that I'm a Christian, I don't have to. And really just the misunderstanding of how God moves. So you know, that's why we encourage people listen to salvation reward episodes, listen to the growth mindset episode, which is honestly like on par with the contrastive thinking and, and humility episodes. You want proof that you're growing. They're all very connected, but even just the God's nature series, I feel like most, oh. I feel like we're bringing yeah, to your point about how all these issues eventually go back to or where they start really is that righteousness and justice. Yeah. It's no wonder we've been referring to the God's nature series and so many of our repairing the reputation of the Bible episodes. Absolutely. Yeah. The big, cause the biggest thing that we can repair in the, in the, the Bible's reputation is the Bible's non-contradictory view about the nature of God. So yeah, and and we've seen too, even and now with this verse bringing in salvation, this verse in and of itself brings up two of the biggest things that we've experienced as bringing mental and emotional and even spiritual and physical healing in a person's life, starting with merely giving people an understanding of who God is and what salvation is. Oh, it's huge. Awesome. Well, let's get into some some application here. And I want to find out how you would handle a person who holds to the man-made belief about this verse. Great. Well, let's take a look. We'll do five different perspectives a person could bring. And we've talked about some of these perspectives. We've learned about some of these perspectives. Apostle Tater, Pastor Rich have shared some of these. What we're doing here though, is adding a way that we would respond to these people so that if you deal with somebody, you would have a tool that you could use as well. So here's some popular options. One, I read this verse and I could believe or state you're depraved. You can do nothing good. Yeah. We already kind of talked about that, but how would we respond? I could simply say, well, is the uniqueness that God created in me good or is my soul that God created in me depraved? Mm. How about, is my decision to live for Christ good? And then really where I should start. What's your definition of good? Nice. What's your definition of depraved? Whatever the key words is in the statement or the belief that this person's sharing with you, ask them what they mean by that. It might be the best first step to always nice. take, because if you're using the same words, meaning different things, there's going to be a misunderstanding. Even if you two believe the same thing, when you use nice. different words or the same word with different definitions, that introduces conflict 
and misunderstanding that is so simple to resolve if you just start with what did you mean by that? What's your definition of that term? Amazing. Here's another one. Our time on earth is fleeting. Oh, those verses talked about that, right? The wind and the leaf fades. I mean, Jonathan, you're, you aren't really going to make a difference. So just do your best and you're going to cast any reward you get at Jesus's feet anyways. So this is this belief of like, what's the, it's a lumping of, of salvation and reward. Yep. Where it's like, so what is reward? Well, reward is my salvation. So I'm going to cast any crown or whatever I get at Jesus's feet anyways. I could ask, wait, are you saying God doesn't care what we do? Hmm. Or do you ever make an effort towards anything to try to improve that thing? And now when we're talking reward, when people want to use the throw it at Jesus's feet, that's great. I'm not saying don't. But Jesus teaches us how to store treasure in heaven. Yes. Jesus doesn't say so that you, you know, get treasure so you can throw it at my feet. He says, get treasure so you can and store it here. So it will never go away. So essentially what I could do is ask, what about Matthew chapter six? When Jesus tells us we can store our treasure in heaven. Hmm. That is pretty good too. I can do nothing good. Well, apparently I can store treasure in heaven too. That's another good one for yeah, responding for first to the first one, option. That yeah. I'm depraved and I can do nothing good. Well, I thought I could store treasure in heaven. That's pretty good, right? That sounds good. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, cool. Again, what do you mean by good? Because that sounds good to me. Yeah, nice. Awesome, awesome. So the third option, here's one. Jonathan, you don't need righteousness anyways. Jesus gave you his. Nice. Yep. And a simple, here's just one question. Is there a difference between my righteousness and God's righteousness? And and I want to just talk to you all right now and say, you may not get answers to these questions. Mm. If you do, it may be a measure of whether or not the person does have a growth mindset. If a person is making these statements, making these claims, and you ask a question to try to understand them, or you ask a question that tries to apply what they believe in a different area, and they refuse to answer your question, it's likely they are in a fixed mindset. And at that point, ask the question and know that the question is a benefit to that person. And if you really want to benefit that person, hmm. you'll let it go if they refuse. Just forgive them at that point. Here's a fourth. You know, Jonathan, we only need God's unmerited favor to cover us anyways. Uh, it sounds like a, a contradiction enabler. It sure does. <laughs> sure does. No tension, right? Yeah. No tension, this, no it, conflict. Right. You, you just, eh, 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 don't, don't worry about it. And it's, and it's also, I could also see this if I, if I take this to also, a strict side way this verse, this statement could be used. A contradiction rationalizer is somebody saying, this is how I rationalize feeling bad about this depraved or filthy, I'm filthy as rags. My rationalization is, ah, God's unmerited favor is going to cover my filthiness anyways. Nice. 
which the you know the rationalization there then is so i can continue to do filthy things knowing god's unmerited favor is going to cover me really what i do here and this this also could be a question you deal with somebody who believes that grace is unmerited favor versus grace being the divine influence upon the heart and its reflection in the life can you show me the doctrine of unmerited favor in the bible without using any man-made resources just using the bible show me unmerited favor and then the fifth one i did some research and found like what's a common belief about what what this verse means you know so this one i even drew on other people's experience not even an understanding and not even something necessarily you and me have dealt with but here's one is the reason our righteousness is filthy as rags is because of our sinful motive behind what we do. Mm. So here, what we have is a totally depraved perspective. Again, I'm totally depraved, which means I have sinful motives and I, there's nothing I can do about that. So that means my righteousness is filthy as rags because I'm totally depraved, because my sin is my motivation is always selfish or something for me or at your expense. And here it's just simply asking, are you saying that anything a human thinks to do is done for a wrong reason or in a wrong way? Like what you just said, sir, about our righteousness is as filthy rags because of our sinful motives. Wait, did you say that with a sinful motive? Yeah, are you trying to help me understand <laughs> this verse or are you yeah, trying to deceive me right now? Right. So you know exactly. what? You know what, sir? You know what, sir? I'll assume you have a sinful motive right now and I'll believe the opposite of what you're telling me. Thank you. Man. Thank you for that, sir. So those are five options. There's going to be many more, but I think based on the questions that we do pose, with these different types of perspectives, you should be able to find a question or a response that will fit the person who believes something different than the ultimate answer. Cool. So these are perspectives to kind of think and practice and kind of use use the the doctrine in in these different episodes that we've covered right. to address people's questions. Yeah. Cool. And if you look, let me, so what we're doing here is what, like one, what do you mean by that word? Two, try to apply what they mean in a different area. And what that does is it will start introducing or exposing the contradictions. And then depending on how well that person handles those first two steps can determine whether or not you ask a question that confronts the person and, and their likelihood of being in a hypocritical state but that's really so that's really what we're doing with all of our responses is it's something about either finding out what this person means by a key word or we're trying to take what they believe or what they said and apply it in a different area to see if it fits nice can you remind us once more what the ultimate answer is, Joel? Yes, the ultimate answer. The righteousness of our works was as filthy rags compared to the righteousness from God. 
and his grace. God's righteousness leads to salvation. Our righteousness leads to reward and has no effect on our salvation. Right. Our righteousness does not. We can't do enough in our (laughs) works to get. We can't do enough little our righteousness that leads to big our righteousness. We can't no, they get are enough not translatable, reward. right? We cannot get no, no, no. enough reward to purchase our salvation. No. It can't. is impossible. Right. They're so untransferable. We, right, exactly. These yeah. funds, yeah, this is not this is not the same amount no. of 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 resource. We can't do that. No. We don't have it. Okay. So the verse, I want to recap the verse here. Isaiah 64, 6. But we are all as an unclean thing, and all our righteousnesses are as filthy rags, and we all do fade as a leaf, and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. What I want to do right now is take that verse and read it according to God's language or what, based upon the doctrine or the truth. So it's almost like a, a, a truth translation based upon what it is that we've learned. You know, we've learned in previous previous episodes that doctrine is really God's language. He doesn't yeah. speak English. He speaks according to doctrine. Right. And the doctrine that we have helps us hear better from him. So to look at this verse according to the doctrine that we've learned and the contra- as we resolve contradictions, the contradiction-free verse would look something like this. But we are all as an unclean thing. And all our righteousnesses, as an effect of our good works, are as filthy rags compared to the good works that come through us by way of God's influence upon our heart and its reflection in the life. Our flesh fades as a leaf and our iniquities like the wind can take us off course that sounds really good (laughs) (laughs) there is a ton of doctrine in that and what essentially we've done you know how do you get to like this truth of this doctrine level you basically if you define the words right yeah this is what joel and i do when we read a word like the word grace we translate it to the divine influence upon the heart and its reflection in the life when we read the word grace. That's what my brain thinks. When I see the word grace, it represents that concept of the divine influence upon the heart and its reflection in the life. Right, exactly. That takes work to get there, though. It does. It takes some, I mean, we're learning a language. We're teaching our listeners the truth language. Yep. So that it resolves contradictions. And God's grace can, it doesn't have to flow, you know, against or knock out all of this dust. It can flow through us in a more powerful way. Right. Awesome. Well, thanks, Joel. Thank you to everyone who's listening. This has been the Music of Life Church podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please let us know. We'll see you next time.